Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast, where each week we belly up to the bar with a new guest, find out what they do, who they are, and what makes them great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. All righty, folks. Welcome back to the Above the Bar podcast. It's your host, Shauna. I'm going to play my audio for a second here. It's your host. My, my mic sounds like a hot mess right now in my headphones. Hopefully it sounds fine to everybody else. It sounds like I'm talking into tin cans in my headphones right now. But welcome back to the Above the Bar podcast, folks. This bar is open. We are bellying up to the bar today. We're continuing on our series on owning your own business, networking, what that means. So we decided we're going to bring in a ninja. We decided we're going to bring in a networking ninja, somebody who I've, I've already made it very clear to all you. If she walks into a room, she's going to know if she doesn't know everyone, she'll know everyone before it's all over with. You will know who she is, what she does. She will know what you're doing. You probably have a 15 minute meeting already set up with her before you even it's already in your phone. Just look in your phone. You haven't even said hello. It's already in your phone. She set a meeting up with you. You're going to talk about some things. And then it's going to just create ripple effects. Look at that. How I just <laughs> right in there like a badass. Yeah, one of them. We, we have with us today, Miss Christine Smith, CEO of, is it, you're in Albany, right? Albany. Yeah. Yeah. Albany. Albany's own Christine Smith. We'll say you're Albany's own Christine Smith and uh, CEO of Ripple Effect. Welcome. Thanks for having me. You even got your own applause today. A little bit of everything. Uh, I'm, my mic is going to, it's not my mic. I think it's my headphones today. I'm like debating buying new headphones. Like this is my new thing. Once I got into podcasting, I just started buying equipment. I'm like, mm-hmm. I could buy that. I could buy that too. So we're going to be talking networking again today, folks. We, we did a little bit of talk last week on it. Um, I think it's, very important for all of us to get into that networking piece. And even if you're a stay at home, whatever networking is important. Mm-hmm. That's where you find out where the deals are, what's going on, who who's doing stuff. If you're running your own business, even if you're an employee in another business, I'll tell a story um, as we get into this about how I really got into where I am today because of networking while I had another job. And I think that's important. So, again, Christine and I are going to talk. But before we go doing all that, let's do our typical house cleaning here, folks. So the first thing is, as always, sticker and a cause. If you've got your own podcast, you've got a group that you're supporting, you've got a charity you believe in. I don't care what it is. The more local, the better, in my opinion. Reach out to me, our Facebook, the Above the Bar podcast, our Instagram, the Above the Bar podcast, our email, the Above the Bar podcast, our Twitch, the Above the Bar podcast. The only one that's goofy, as I always say, is our Twitter is at Above the Bar 4. I couldn't get the Above the Bar podcast. Um, reach out to me on any one of those platforms. I'll give you the address where to send the sticker to you. You send me your sticker. And we will make that happen for you. We'll read all about it. We'll put it on the big board where everybody can know about you. Uh, So that's, do you have any stickers, Christine? 
Is there a ripple effect stickers? No, there isn't a ripple effect sticker. No, I was thinking the only sticker I would probably do is my uh, my late friend's dodgeball number. We made a bunch of stickers. Send me, send me a dodgeball. Like they had a dodgeball number. Send me that. Yeah. So his number was ninety eight, and so that's kind of like a. It turned into a whole thing uh, when he passed away. So we have there's random stickers actually all over the place in upstate New York, and you'll find them in random bars and things. And you're like, oh, that's. That's Pat Cushing's number. Why do I know that name, Pat Cushing? Yeah, Patrick Cushing. He was one of the lim the scary limo accident that happened. That's why I know it. That's why I know it. Okay. Um, my friends. So well, send me a Pat Cushing sticker. We'll put him on the board. Where better to be than sitting at the bar with me? Yeah, right? See, there we go. And <laughs> as always, we've got... If you liked all like your media, if your media needs a little bit of a, a ripple effect to increase it, make it a little bit better, make sure you reach out to Media by Dibs. Same thing as mine, his Twitter, his Facebook, all those kind of things. It's all Media by Dibs. You mentioned belly up to the bar. He's going to give you a 10% discount on your first order, and he's going to give you a free consultation so that they can figure out how to do this. Now, the final thing, this is a new thing. Do you like free stuff, Christine? Of course. Mm. Who doesn't like free stuff? Do you like sports? Are you a sports person? Mm -hmm. Do you like baseball? Sure. Do you know who Ian Anderson is? No. He's from Shen, Shen High School. Okay. He's, so Ian Anderson won game three of the World Series. He went to Shen High School. I have children older than him. It makes me feel horrible. <laughs> it's like, good God. Uh, but he was in on the World Series, Atlanta Braves. We have an autographed hat and baseball by him that I'll put the link down at the bottom of today's show. Follow that link. Share that link for your opportunities and entries. And in a couple in a couple of weeks here when Doug Dreyer, who comes on our show all the time, Doug is a big – like Doug's like a serious collector. Like Doug, Doug has owned pieces of like Egyptian art and shit like that. Like, yeah. like Christine's – Christine's making a face for those of you that aren't, aren't watching the live. And she's like, are you serious? I, want that. <laughs> I like Egyptian stuff. <laughs> oh, he's got like, so for that collecting show, I figure we'll, we have this. We're going to put it out there. It's going to be completely free. So make sure that you're sharing that with everybody for those of you that are listening. And if you're listening right now, there's no reason why you're not sharing this to all your yard sale sites so that everyone that you know can get an opportunity to find out how to network. That's an example of networking. Sharing things all over the place. So we're all set. The bar is set. Our drinks are ready. Christine is the designated driver today. She's got her water bottle. She's going to keep us safe. <laughs> She's the designated driver. I've got some new bourbon. I'm trying a new bourbon. Um, George Dickel Sour Mash Whiskey. Handcrafted. Uh, I've never had this. And I'm going to tell you. Um, it's a whiskey. It's not a bourbon. So whatever. But it's pretty cool. You know, it's nine years old. Hmm. So, so it's actually older than my youngest child. Here's something. <laughs> that's something to be said. You know, that's here. Look, this is how we'll, we'll roll right into this. Just like this, this uh, sour mash whiskey here. Good networking takes time to develop. Yeah. And Christine's going to tell us about that. So, Christine, tell us about Ripple Effect. So Ripple Effect started right before COVID. 
officially happened and the world shut down. And I've been running strategic networking groups for some time. I've been running them for about six years. And my partner and I were were looking at, you know, what what's out there, what doesn't exist, what needs to happen to change things. Because, you know, the average professional is so used to the sales mentality. No one is really focused on relationships at all. But we know how to do that very well in a personal situation. So people know how to do it. They understand the importance of relationships, but no one really knows how to apply that in a professional setting. So with the you know intentionality of networking and, and really having more in-depth conversations about, well, why are you asking for these things? Do you actually know what you're asking for? How are people listening to you? How are they reacting to what you're saying? No one is really questioning those things at all. They're just word vomiting all over the place and saying, well, if I talk about myself, people will like me. And it's like, well, <laughs> it doesn't always work that way. It doesn't always go hand in hand. Um, <clears throat> so having those, those, you know, intense conversations is what we're doing within Ripple Effect. So our platform is based off of, we are a networking support platform. That's it. We are here to share everything that you have up until this point. It's not just about where you work. You have skills, resources, connections, experience that you can absolutely share with other people on a regular basis. And when that happens, you don't know what people need. People don't always need a connection for something to happen. Everyone has problems that they have to solve personally and professionally. Yes, there's that sales component, but we all know that sales happen when people trust you. And what better way to build trust is to share things and to help people out with things that, you know, they didn't realize they needed help with. And it could literally just be, hey, I'm going to connect you with these two people because you have similar personalities or, you know, you have similar hobbies, you have an interest in sports or collections or whatever. Hey, I think you should have a conversation. It's not your responsibility to sell for that person. But thinking about opportunity from the perspective of beyond the sale. One of the things I like telling people is, um, especially, you know, I was in financial advising and a lot of advisors are very against talking to other advisors. And I'm like, well, why, why don't you want to talk to another advisor? And they're like, well, yeah. you know, they're going to take my clients. I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you mean they're going to take your clients? Cause you talk to them. Right. Like you guys share similar connections. Really? <laughs> there is so much business to go around there is so much wealth that needs to be managed that isn't being managed. It's okay. You don't know what that person is doing, where they're going. Are they staying in this business? Financial advisors are a dime a dozen for a reason. Yes. Right? Just like a lot of other industries. So you don't know. And you don't know like what that person's focus is in. I know when I was in financial advising and I still... Um, I still help people that come my way. I focused in debt because no one else was. So I knew that if I helped somebody learn how to get out of debt, be better with their regular day-to-day stuff, if they wanted to get into more complicated things, I would actually refer them to another advisor. I'm like, listen, you should have a team of people behind you right. who are experts in different areas. And the same thing applies to building a network. You should have multiple people in multiple industries because there's different personalities, there's different perspectives, there's different ways of doing things. You got the 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 gender components and, you know, 
regionally components, like there's all these different factors that matter when people purchase. So, and, and connect with somebody. So considering that you don't know what could be valuable to somebody else at that time, at that hour, at that moment. So who are you to prevent that door from being opened? And the idea behind the actual name ripple effect is actually what happens when you're networking intentionally. You're offering support for other people that you're connected to. Ideally, that support continues through other people. Not only does it ripple out this way, but it can ripple back to you because it's constant. It's one of those things that you should always be doing. And if you are always leaving those ripples in a pond, you know that you're constantly, just like sonar, right? It's gonna go keep going out there and you hope that it's gonna continue bouncing off other people. Some people are gonna be duds. You're never gonna hear another word from them. It's just gonna be a one-time thing, but you don't know. You have no idea the impacts that ripples can have. Well, I think you bring up you bring up a great point when you say um, it's okay for people to be one and done uh, network contacts. Mm -hmm. I, I can tell you right now, I've met so many people in networking groups and in organizations that are doing network. I don't know where they are today. I have no idea where they are. I hope I made an impact. I hope the next time they say, "Hey." We need employment. Hey, I know this guy, Murph. He does that. Let me go contact him. But I, I couldn't tell you if they are or aren't. And folks, if you're out there listening, it, if you have networking questions, you 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 have a networking comment. Like maybe you were part of a BNI. And that's, that's something we wanted to get into is BNI is probably the largest networking group in the world, I would imagine. Yeah. And I always feel like they've, they've created – a great system, but they didn't evolve with it. And it's really created such a bad taste in so many people's mouth when it comes to networking. Like they're yeah. like, they're like, somebody's like, Hey man, I'm, I belong to this great group. I, I want you, want you to come over and take a look at it. Yeah. What, what is it? What kind of group is it? You know, bands, comedy, what, it, what, it, no, it's a networking group. Forget that shit, man. You can keep that. I can yeah. that. I, I'm a financial planner. And when I got there, there was four other financial planners and we had to decide I do debt. I do wealth. I do, you know, retirement. Yeah. retirement mm -hmm. I do, you know, something. And that's, that was bogus. I, you know, I couldn't refer back and trying to get people to understand that these networking events are important. Now that's the next thing. You started this just before COVID. Like when we say just before, like, are we talking like how just two months of January? Yeah. Yeah. So we, um, we had like a DBA first, which we filed on my birthday. And then our LLC came like a month or two later, but the world shut down, you know, the second week in March, we were super fresh and I had just finished transferring over the groups I was running into the ripple effects platform uh we had never even considered virtual as an option it just didn't occur to us to do that we didn't need to right and no. i just was like well we're just going to do virtual until we figure out what's going on and then virtual stay you know our platform works in either position it doesn't really matter if they're in person or not and virtual it kind of 
was really good because people had the opportunity to network with people in other areas that they wouldn't have otherwise networked with. And I got thinking, I'm like, if you can do business anywhere, you really should be in contact with people in different areas on a regular basis, because how do you expect to, to expose your business into other locations? If no one knows who you are, no amount of marketing is going to fix that. Exactly. And now what was it like when you told people the first time you're like, yeah, so we're just going to do this virtually. What was the, what was the first kind of reception? It was fine. I mean, like there was no, um, no fight or or anything like that. People were just like, okay, great. Like, I'm glad we get to keep doing this. Cause you know, I I would say the fight was, um, if anything in general was, well, why don't we just take a break? Or, you know, hey, the world shut down. We can't really do anything. And I'm like, I'm going to tell you something. There's always going to be something right. going on in the world, in your life, <laughs> that's going to prevent you from something. <laughs> so let's not think like that. If this is the way the world is, well, we need to make adjustments now. And if your business needs to be modified, well, you still need to network. I don't care if you're a stay-at-home mom. I don't care if you're a dentist. I don't care what you do for a living. There is no reason at all that you shouldn't be networking on a consistent basis. It doesn't mean you have to be in a group. It just means you need to be meeting with different groups of people on a regular basis because you don't know what kind of perspectives you're going to get. I can't tell you, I'm in a mom's club group and there's conversations all the time about, there's a lot of stay-at-home moms in this group, right? And there's always questions about like, oh, I need a new doctor or I need this or I need that. Like that is a resource connection, right? That other people can possibly provide because of a connection. That is networking. That is literally the foundational piece of how networking works. And if people looked at it as a way to not necessarily hard transact, which is why people go to events. If you're one of those people that goes to events because you're hoping to find clients, you're going to events for the wrong reasons. That is not why you go to an event. You go to an event to expose your brand, your reputation, and build resources and connections with other people who wouldn't have otherwise met you because of this one you know, focus point, this event. Right. And you want to get those meetings, you want to have those, you know, coffee meetings and get to know someone on that deeper level and see, hey, are you actually going to be someone I want to add to my to my tribe, to my Rolodex and I want to talk about? Or are you just somebody that's going to be on the outer circles that now I know, but we may not have any, you know, it may not go any farther than that. I'll reach out to you if, you know, I have somebody that needs a service or has an issue that I know you can solve. Now, what do you think about now you 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 brought this up in this whole piece? I and I I talked to some folks and I, I'm always talking about networking, how important it is. What do you think about where people expect that I'm only going to connect you if I get something back out of this? How, what are your feelings on that? Uh, so I, I'm going to use a completely vulgar reference for please vulgar away. We're at the bar. So, you know, I really think most people network like they're dating. They're looking for one night stands. They're not looking for relationships. And unfortunately, in a networking situation, people are going to know who the one night stand seekers are. We know you're the, you're the network you're, tramp. You're the, you're the creepy guy at the bar that no one wants to talk to. because. So you let me know. talk to you about your network. You literally are just going from girl to girl to girl, girl to guy, whatever you're doing. 
you you're you're not looking past anything other than to get your shit off like that's it that is not what we're here for at all if your goal is just to get laid like have at it but you're not gonna get much business out of that bud like it's not gonna work for you let me hand you my business card with my card yeah exactly hey are you are you on LinkedIn? <laughs> hey, LinkedIn, let me show you my card. <laughs> That's so great. That's such a great announcement. And it's true. Like, we've all seen that person. Oh, my God. And we've all done it, honestly. Like, yes. you know what I mean? Like, it, when you hear that, when you hear that visual, like, I actually was, I talked about that at a, at a Ripple Effects event, and it, people were just rolling about it. And I was like, but think about it. Like, we all know what that's like. Either we've done it, we've experienced it. We know what that feels like. And I'm like, that's what you're doing. Literally, you're not taking any time. You are literally just doing the one thing, the one and done, and that's it. And I understand the sales side of things, right? I've been in sales for 17 years. I understand where where you're at, what you're going through. It's not about numbers anymore. You can't just call 50 people a day and expect the same results that have, that worked 30 years ago. Are you insane? Now you don't think any of the legacy stuff works. Now I'm curious. Now we're going to get into something that I, I feel like we've lost some of the legacy side of it. And, and I get you. I can much more effectively for my work. Indeed. Boom, boom, boom. I can send out targeted messages to the right people. Mm-hmm. Gatekeepers don't mean shit to me anymore. I'm going to tell you right now, if you thought you were cool, cause you were a gatekeeper. And if you're in the networking world, you know what that is. Gatekeepers were the people that wouldn't allow folks like, Christine and I to talk to decision makers. Yeah. Gatekeeper, you ain't shit no more. I'm going to let you know (laughs) you ain't shit. I go on. I can find out who the CEO is. I can Mm -hmm. send them a message. If I can get an email, I only need one email address. Do you ever do this? Do you know how to figure out somebody's email address? Maybe I'll give a secret out. Do you know how to figure out somebody's email address? Like you can, uh, like you can right click on pages you can do it that way i'll say that's a good one huh that's a good one the right click on pages Mm -hmm. yeah sometimes you can hover over stuff and it'll show up on the bottom left of a website um another way to do is the right click and there's like a way to do it and you can see code you can sometimes find email addresses um and then um the other way in linkedin you can click on their contact info and there's a lot of times there's an email in there you know what my favorite one is if I can just find one email address on there. Oh, Crazy Aunt Rose showed up. What's up, Crazy Aunt Rose? We love Crazy Aunt Rose. <laughs> uh, but my favorite is if I find out that, well, Christine's email is csmith at rippleeffects.com. Probably everybody else in the company, unless they're all named yeah. Dave Jones, is going to be D Jones at this. So I don't need you anymore. I just figured, there's the CEO. He's on LinkedIn. He makes sure his profile's there, and I just send him a message. So, but I just want to throw it out there because when all y'all are thinking like, I can't talk to anyone, I have to be, I have to just be nasty. I have to just like fight my way through these people. No, you don't. Good networking because you're going to get that. You're going to use other people. I mean that. That's, that's the, the best way to do things. I mean, everyone talks about the warm referral, right? The warm leads. And, you know, there's other, you know, obviously, like, you know, we talked about BNI. And I think, you know, BNI can work 
if it's done in such a way where you're thinking about opportunity, not just leads. But unfortunately, I feel like they teach you to be selfish. You're only looking at this one thing. You're only trying to get laid. That's it. You're not looking for anything else. And if, if that fails, well, it's like, well, it didn't work. And I'm like, no, just no one could help you find that one person that you were after. Like you, you have oh, to look at, it's well, not a dating site. Ripple effects is not a dating site. Let me say this one more time. Ripple effect is not a dating site, but it is an amazing analogy to go that way. Uh, and crazy aunt Rose said, it's so cold. And here she was in direct sales. She can always use suggestions on how to improve activities in her business. Uh, mm -hmm. Aunt Rose networking. I, I, yeah. I don't know. She's in Utah. And I will tell you, that would be one of the things I would say. So somebody in her situation looking for direct sales, that's what she does. What was, what would you tell her from a networking standpoint where she could, would, and maybe we need to know the exact product, but what would be some of the yeah. suggestions that you would give? What, what's your product there? Crazy Aunt Rose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so let's just say, I, I mean, assuming that she answers, but if she's in direct sales, like something that's MLM related, I would even say like, get away from what they're telling you. Stop, stop DMing people, stop trying to get them to have a conversation about products or service network from the sense of being a resource. So, yeah. So you literally want to have the conversation around you are a resource. When I left the car business and I got into financial advising, my goal was to be a resource. So promoting a product or service is a byproduct, essentially, of being a resource. So if your focus is being a connector, trying to help people solve problems, and if they happen to work with you along the way, that's just an added bonus. You need people to understand who you are brand-wise as a person. Everything that you do on top of that, your product or service is essentially that other piece. It's under the umbrella. So if they don't understand who you are, what you do, how you work with people, why you're different from other people. So, you know, Rose, like who else sells Norwex, right? Like a lot of people do, right? So why would they choose you versus someone else? Why would they choose this product versus Clorox or other variations of those products, right? So you don't need to answer that, but I'm just trying to get you to think about well, who is thinking about me? Who is thinking about these products? What are the problems that they're having? And who is hearing those things? That's usually the biggest mistake people do. Like people are, are talking about when they ask for things. So like in a leads based group, for example, this is why people hate networking outside of, you know, being at chamber events and nothing ever happens other than people get wasted. Um, <laughs> when you're in these leads groups, did you see how much the, the, the um, Albany is? Did you see how much the, the one in the New York City is for Albany? Like it was, what the what is? The 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 chamber event down in New York City that's coming up from, from Albany. Mm -hmm. It was like $75 a head and you had to go to New York oh, City. Wow. I ain't going to that shit. Wow. Um, but anyways, so for a leads group. A lot of the times people like some people do their elevator pitches. I love like going through this stuff because people just do not understand how people are actually hearing these things. Let's take a realtor, for example, because I feel like they all do this. Financial advisors are guilty. Of it. I'm sorry to pick on anyone with that, with no, that stuff. Go with it. It's just, I'm loving this right now. We're on it. So if, if, if you say, hey, you know, give me your, your three second elevator pitch. They'll say, hi, my name is Susie Smith and I work for XYZ Realty Company. I'm looking for first time home buyers. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, no one is going to hear that. 
unless they're a mortgage person, they're not going to hear that. I'm sorry. Stop asking for shit. No one is going to hear ever. It doesn't make any sense. So you got to think about, okay, first time home buyers, where are they at the point? You want to get them prior to them thinking about buying a home. They probably have an apartment. What would happen that they want to buy a home? They graduated college. They want to leave their parents' house. They just got married. They just had a kid. Like, what are other things? You want to talk about those things. I want to work with people who just experienced a life event. I want to work with financial advisors who might be helping these people working through these life events. They just got a new job. They're probably going to want to buy a house soon. So you want to start the relationship prior to that happening, right? Then you also want to connect with interior designers, inspectors, not just thinking about the clients, thinking about who else is working with those clients. And Rose, I would do the same process for you. Like who is using your products? Okay. I would actually think about stay-at-home moms actually would be a, a good person to go through. Well, why would they use your products? Well, they're environmentally friendly. Okay. Well, who else is thinking about environmentally friendly? It could be people that have special needs kids. Are they in special, are they in different like associations? Are there other groups for that? Can you get involved in those groups and be a part of those communities without selling? Like you might have a solution, but people aren't ready to hear a solution until they tell you about a problem. And people always talk about their problems. We all know this, right? People complain to no end what they're dealing with. I'm in so much debt. I can't pay for this. Oh my God. And you're like, oh, hey, have you ever considered talking to, you know, so-and-so or, hey, you know, I know someone that can help with that. Like that's where networking comes into play. When other people hear things that they can now correlate. Oh my God, that's Rose. You should just go talk to her. Oh my God, that's Tim. Oh, that's Sean. That's Bill. Like, oh, you should just do that. And being able to provide those connector pieces on a regular basis, that is what makes you a resource. And that is also what makes anybody come to you regardless of what you do for a living. You decide to go from like I did selling cars to financial advising back into marketing. I literally still get people that come to me for car stuff. And it's been years. Like I ended that in 2016. I still have people that come to me and they're like, hey, I need help buying a car. Can you help me? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Like those skills don't go away. Right. So how do you build yourself as a resource in your community is going to be directly, directly reflective of how your brand is built. Anything else that you decide to do and sell and offer is a byproduct of that. And you bring up such a, a great point in this. You said it right away. It's not, and this is a big part of networking I think we all miss, is if I'm good, and I, and this is why I brought up the networking without asking for something, I know right now somebody said to me, hey, I, I need a financial, financial advice. I know this Christine Smith. You should talk to her. She's great. You're going to buy into what I say as a trusted person. Right faster than Christine's pitch, even though she could tell you from the second she looks at your portfolio, like you need to go here, you need to go there, you need to do this, you need to do that. And these could be like such ninja ass stuff that instantly you make millions. You won't listen to it. But if I say it mm -hmm. and you know me, you're going to go, let me talk to her. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's networking without asking. And in the same turn, if I do that for Christine without asking, guess what she's going to do? The next time she runs into somebody and says, my employees suck. I need better employees. 
you should talk to Sean. Mm-hmm. Let me introduce you to him. I didn't ask for her to do that for me. Right. That's real networking. And Aunt Rose, we know you, you. I know you're all about your products. And that's some stuff. Yes, moms for sure found a gym that bought a bunch. And they have each member wiped down the equipment after each use. Brilliant. That is actually brilliant. So they're using your product. They know what the product is. It's brand recognition. I've never heard of it. I don't know. Somebody will have to tell me what it is. I don't know I mean, what I, it is. I mean, I've heard of Norwex, but I mean, even you know what Norwex is what is Norwex? Yeah. So they have like, uh, they have like these cool wipes and, and things like that. I mean, she could obviously explain it better to you, but Rose, your, your other comment, I'm just going to pick on you just cause you're, you're chatting with us right now. And I know other people have the same, um, I, I see this all the time. So you say like, you're passionate about sharing these products in order to help reduce harmful chemicals in someone's life. So I'm going to tell you right now, that is never something you should be saying at the beginning of a conversation to somebody ever, because that immediately correlates to a sale. It immediately correlates to a product and people are going to be able to smell that from a million miles away. And they're going to immediately be turned off. And especially, I'm sure you already know this MLMs already have a bad name already. Most people are like, Oh, it's a pyramid scheme, blah, 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 blah. Like not all of them are because if they were, they'd be illegal. Right. So you have to focus on the resource side. You know that if somebody is, you know, interested in not using a lot of chemicals, if they talk about that, you could say, hey, listen, you know, it might be worth having a conversation. Maybe we could sit down for coffee and I could share with you something that I use that I really like and I help other people be more environmentally friendly at, in their household, right? And that's it. You have that conversation and you leave the door open. And if they decide they don't want that, you don't push them, but you continue being a resource. One of the things I found being in financial advising, it was originally taught to um, have conversations with people about how we did things, like how we were different. But the difference was at, at when I started doing it this way and it didn't work for me was, oh, get them in and we'll get their information and then we'll show them why they should go into like, you know, they should go into underwriting. They have life insurance. They do investments. They do all this stuff. Right. And it never felt right. And it didn't work. <laughs> no one did it, right? Like, or it was a fight. Right. And if it's a fight, you don't have a good client. You don't have a client, right? So when I started looking and saying, listen, you should know what I do. You should know how I'm different. And you should know what to listen for. So if you come across people who might benefit from working with me, you know who those people are. Now, what's interesting about this is as I would describe the types of people that I like to work with and Rose, I would highly recommend doing this. And anybody that's listening, you really should consider doing and building out client avatars for yourself. Very descriptive terms. So I'll give you an example. So as a financial advisor, I was very specific on who I worked with. It doesn't mean that I didn't help people outside of this category, but you should really set boundaries within your business because not everybody is your client. I'm going to tell you right now, if you think you're going to sell everybody, you're full of shit. You're not going to sell everybody. Not everybody is your client. (laughs) So I would say I really like to work with, I, I really like helping people who have a lot of debt, especially if it's personal debt, because I like helping them adjust those behaviors. I typically like working with type A women of high stature within their companies um, because they're usually very successful. But by the time they got to their own stuff, it was just, they've had enough. They just couldn't deal with it anymore. They also had either an Amazon or target buying habit and they couldn't figure out how to kind of like, you know, get rid of that or you know, they always felt guilty about it. Right. Um, and there might have been something that happened. Either there was a health issue. They had, they got divorced. They had a kid that they weren't expecting. Something happened that caused, um, them to be stuck in this hamster wheel. Now, 
interestingly, as I was describing all of those types of characteristics of a person, you all who might be listening would be like, oh, that's me. That's not me. Oh, that's my friend. Oh, that's my mom. Like you just inadvertently did that. Now, if you can do this with other client avatars that you might have and you describe what type of people you are interested in working with, there are certain characteristics that are going to be similar. There are certain things that are going to stick out with your ideal client, who are your five-star and four-star clients that you want to get every time that you're like, oh my God, that person was awesome. How do I replicate that? Well, what are they like? Why are they awesome? And if you can describe that to somebody else, people are automatically going to figure out if they're a good fit for you. And you can have them still prove that to you in that initial meeting. If you're doing a one-to-one, let's say, and this is where you were having that type of conversation. If they're like, wow, you just described me or, you know, this kind of sounds like something I might need. You don't shift the meeting to working with them right then and there. You continue the meeting on a very like, hey, we're just getting to know each other and seeing if we're even a good fit from a networking perspective. But if you are interested in my services, let's schedule a different meeting to discuss if I'm even the right fit for you. See, I think that's a great point you just made right there. And I do this in my send outs because I do a lot of B and we call this BD, business development. I do a ton of BD stuff. And one of the things I always end most of my, I say I probably end almost all my messages with this is a message that says, I'd like to talk to you to see if we'd be good fits for each other mm-hmm. at all, or if we'd be good partners for each other, something along those lines, because I want them to know that I may not want to work with you. Right. hundred percent. Like You'd be amazed how, how douchey people get when, when you're like, maybe I don't want to work with you. And they're like, what do you mean? You don't want to work with me? Yeah, exactly. They're like, wait, I mean, the, the, the FOMO thing, like right. You just yes. don't want to be, you FOMO. Don't I just out. learned this whole FOMO thing. <laughs> I just learned that term, but it's, it's so true. Like, think about that, Rose. Next time you're, you're sitting there and you might be talking to somebody who buys your product on a regular basis that, you know, and you're saying, Hey, how's everything working out? Are you enjoying the, the new one or the old one? Do you like this? Do you like that? Somebody else is listening. You're going to walk away and they're going to say what is, to that person if they have a more of a relationship. What is this? What is that? They're going to find out about it. That person may even inject into the conversation something. Whether you realize it, that is networking. Mm-hmm. That yes. person listening in. Now, rip, if, if people want to know about this, and I know, folks, you're listening to us. We're about halfway through our conversation. If you want to know about Christine and Ripple Effects, it's Ripple, R-I-P-L, efx.us check that out if you go on to i promise you if you type that into linkedin it'll pop up and uh christine's got her picture her purple dress picture up there uh and the purple hair easier to find easier my name not so much but my picture yes <laughs> uh and it's again it's ripple r-i-p-l-e-f-x.us but reach out, like check out these groups, check out what she's got going on. This is great information because right now I know so many of us that are your careers have changed. You're mm-hmm. into new things. You're doing new stuff. I staffed for the Marine Corps for 12 years, which was a very different animal. Uh, I was talking to somebody the other day, and you'll appreciate this, I think, Christine. In my current business, you're expected that you're you're you know, trying to find placements for people, two to three people, or at least, well, I'll tell you right now, three to four people a week and you're doing okay. When I was in the Marine Corps, if you could place two people a month, you were great. Three, you were a superstar. Mm. 
anything beyond that, and you might be changing the world. I got back into staffing and totally different animal. I had to yeah. network again. Yeah. I had to talk to people. And I will admit to you, I still believe in some of my legacy stuff, which is I do believe the face-to-face conversation is so much that you can't get away from it. No. So many people think that you can get away from it. There's there's no way to automate this. Like I, you know, I've had extensive conversations with people about this, right? And dating is, is there is some of it's automated, right? And I said, you know what, listen, here, here is my take on the automation point of networking. Because I think we're very busy. Priorities are changing all the time. We have families, we have hobbies, we have other businesses, right? So, you know, there's a lot of time that needs to go into networking. But what I don't think people understand is it's, it's a garden. You have to maintain it forever. It's yes, not yes. something you can just do for a little bit and expect it to go anywhere or grow. Well, if you don't maintain it, your garden is going to go to shit. You're going to get a bunch of weeds and you're not going to get any fruit out of it. It's plain and simple. And, you know, if you really are interested in, in going into any new directions, any new businesses, um, or even just maintaining the day that you stop talking to people in person over the phone is the day people forget you. There's a reason why McDonald's still advertises and they are a billion dollar international company. Why aren't you doing the same? Well, we don't have the budget to do that individually necessarily, right? We're not Tony Robbins. So, you know, we can't do that, but you can on a smaller scale and there's no way to automate that. And the reason why you can't is because we are emotional human beings. You cannot predict any sort of emotion that people are going to respond to necessarily. You don't know how people hear what you say, what they hear about what you do and how you talk to them and how you pitch to them. People are going to interpret those things very differently. I actually did a, uh, I've done a couple of social experiments to, to play these things out and really explore how people feel about networking. One of the experiments was I did, I held a workshop and it was about understanding how people react to your elevator pitch. So I had the entire room. I think we had like 25 people. They all, everyone did their elevator pitch. Everyone did, yeah, everyone did their own individual one, right? And then by the time we got to the last person and I called on somebody and I said, oh, you know, Kathy, I need you to do so-and-so's elevator pitch. And like... <laughs> My eyes just got wide. My my eyes just got wide. Like shit, I couldn't tell you who's what somebody else was. Like some people could get some stuff right from from certain people. Right, little here and there. One more so than the other person. But I'm like, now there's a reason why I did this on purpose, right? You should never be pitching for someone else. One, what you should know is what that person does, and you can do it in your own words in very short format. You should have keywords in your brain for every person. Like it could just be one word. Okay. I'm known as a networker, right? You might be known for, you know, being a Marine, being in the military. Like that's, those are things that people can correlate very easily. It doesn't mean that it doesn't open a filing cabinet and then all these other things come out, but we have to be able to kind of like, you know, put things in a box nice and neat because we can't, you know, look at everything all at the same time. But I'm like, have you actually considered talking to people who know who you are and asking them, what do you think I do? That's and a great point. I love that. What is their response? And is it correct? And because if it's not, there's some major issues here because now either they're not talking about you because they have no fucking idea what you do or two, they're talking about you and it's wrong. Right. 
that's a huge problem because now you're expecting your network to work for you. Well, they don't, they can't. They don't know who you are. You haven't even explained things in such a way. And I tell people, you have to think about it like this. Like we've all been in the doctor's office, right? And we have doctors explain things to us and we're like, huh, can you break this down for me? Well, this is what we do on a regular basis. Everyone is a doctor in their own business, in their own industry. If you need to have a conversation with somebody else about what it is you do, you cannot speak that way to everyone else. You cannot expect people to understand what life insurance is, what investments are, how to buy a car, you know, how to hire people, how to do payroll. Like not everybody understands everything. I don't care how smart they are. They're never going to know all the details of all those things. There's just, it's not possible. So you have to be able to break what it is that you do down in a palatable manner. That's easy for someone to remember. So if you have a conversation and you can only do it very quickly with somebody, can you leave enough with them that they're wanting more? They're going to easily remember you and they're going to continue having conversations about you. Even if you only were with them for a short time. And you could do this a couple different ways. Either you have the keywords pinned for your business very well, and you talk about them in such a way. And even like finding synonyms of words that you use all the time or other people in your industry use all the time, like find new ways to say those same things that are going to, that it's going to dance through people's ears. They're going to remember when it dance through their ears, right? You can also make sure that how you talk about your business, like, I love when I like I, I've gone to in-person events. I love not even bringing it up, like seeing how long until someone asks me. And I'm like, ah, you know what I do? It, it's like, don't you want to get to know who I am? Like, who cares about what I do or what, you know, what company I own? Like, that doesn't matter. Like, if you don't like me, it's not going to matter what I do. Right. So, you know, I'll talk about like I'm 5'11". So that often comes up in conversation because if I go to an event, I'm wearing heels. So I'm like 6'1", 6'2". You know, I might hang out. We're not hanging out at all. <laughs> That's a whole nother subject. We ain't well, hanging out. Sitting down, it's fine. But, you know, and, you know, I have purple hair, so I tend to stick out. But, you know, anything could be a point of conversation, right? Breaking the ice. I'm hugely sarcastic. So usually I'll bring something like that up and people will remember that. Oh, you know, she made a silly joke or I had a dad joke or whatever mom joke. And, you know, it didn't go well, <laughs> but whatever. It's fine. It broke the ice. Everyone doesn't have to be awkward now, but what are you doing? How are people reacting to the things that you're saying? And are they going to remember you at all? Because that is point one of brand building. Networking is brand building. It is marketing. It is the first thing that happens when you are marketing your company. And if you think for one second that the amount of social media, paid ads, Google searches, billboards, radio is going to solve that problem. It's not. It's not. That is very superficial of your business, right? When someone actually gets to talk to someone that works there or the owner of the company and they find out you're an asshole, <laughs> they're not going to buy from you. Like they're not going to get that sense of like, you're going to actually take care of them. And you're going to solve their problem. I don't care if you sell gold bars. If you pitch them like a used car salesman, they're not going to buy from you. Hey, let me tell you all about these gold bars right here. This one right here. You can kick the tires, light the fires. It'll take you right on the, down the road. You want you a gold bar. Only three payments of $9.95. Three payments, $19.95. Each day, I'll take a little bit off the job. <laughs> yeah. Like nobody wants to hear that shit. No. Nobody. 
Don't ask me why I can do it so well. That's a lot of TV as a kid. But now you let's talk about this for a minute. So this is what the value of networking is. How does somebody get to be involved in ripple effects? So very simply, um, I always have people test out our groups first. So we have varying groups throughout the week. Um, we have weekly and biweekly, and then we're going to be introducing a monthly group uh, in January at some point. Um, cause not everybody is going to have the same time priorities that I do. Um, so trying to open up and making sure people are, are using, utilizing this format to the best of their time abilities, um, and getting the most out of the time that they can actually commit. Cause I want to encourage people to network. You should be networking. It should not just be with ripple effects. It should be with other places, but you should be doing it intentionally. You want to be around the right type of people. I am very protective of our community and culture within ripple effects because I'm looking for the right type of people. I don't want people to be here in hopes that they're just going to get a bunch of leads and leave. This is not a place for, you know, just pitching each other. This is really like, Hey, what are you working on? What do you need help with? Who did you meet with? Who did they meet with? Who are they looking for? Like, what do you, what do you need help with right now? What are your connection points? Who are your targets this week? Like we're having these, these extensive conversations on a regular basis as a group. Um, and we do events, we do workshops, we do coaching as well. So for people who are, you know, still working on the networking piece, I don't care if you've been in business for 20 years, you might need some networking help. You might need someone to come to you and, and have these hard conversations like, well, you know, what you're saying and how it sounds, that's probably why you're missing the sales boat right now. Because you're it, not it's evolved beyond you. You may need, you may need a new conversation. Oh. Absolutely. I mean, some people have never changed their pitch and I'm like, well, you know, what you're telling, you know, just, you know, not picking realtors, but using that, oh, I'm looking for, you know, first time home buyers. I'm like, well, do you, do you actually think that that's working? You're, you're in a room for a full pe people who are not first time home buyers and are probably not interacting with first time home buyers unless they're in the mortgage business. That's one person now. And you, you have funneled it down like you need to, you need to change how you're having those conversations and what people are actually going to hear from you and what they're actually going to hear out there. I don't think people are even considering that. And then they wonder why, well, you know, this networking group didn't work or right. I'm like, I'm, I want people to be successful with networking, but I'm going to be hard on you and make you think more critically about what you're saying and how you're spending your time in any group that you're in. What are you actually talking about? What are you asking for? What are you telling the, the ask is a big part uh, of the networking piece. It, and it's, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, is there anything that might be different in ripple effects in the ask? Like, do you do the ask any different? Like I know the group I I'm, I'm in, I love it. We just kind of go around the room and we talk about what was your win this week? What, what, what was your thing that was a win? It doesn't have to be a business win. It, it could be anything. What did you do this week that just made you feel good about being a human being and being you? Um, we do that, but is there anything in ripple effects that you do that is outside of that normal realm to help people go, oh, you know, this, this group cares about me as a person, not just my lead. Does that so, make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, look, there's my media guy. He just showed up finally. Nice of you to join me there, Dibs. Like you're supposed to be my media guy. You're just showing up. <laughs> um, you're late. You're late to the party. Uh, just like my media guy. Late to the party. 
Um, so, so our format for the, the groups, not necessarily like the events or any of the other stuff that we do, um, and our monthly format will be slightly different. Um, but our normal, under normal circumstances, people talk about who they've met with and their targets shouldn't necessarily be the clients they're looking for. I'm trying to get people to think about, well, who else is working with your clients? How do we get to those funnels? Because a funnel is multiple people, not just one. That, that's the thing that blows my mind is people. I love your approach. Them. I love that approach. I love that. Stop going after the one client, the one Moby Dick that you're never going to get. <laughs> Go after the funnels. Go after those relationships of people who are, who love you, trust you, whether they buy from you or not, doesn't matter. But they're like, oh my God, you're awesome. I'm always going to send connections your way. Like think about that from a, a time in like a math perspective. You have 10 quality people in your life that know what you do. They like you. They trust you. Maybe they've used your services or products and they know what you do, what you're about, and they constantly are sending people your way. Quality people, right? Maybe not necessarily all of them become clients, but probably a good percentage of them will because they know who you are. 10 people constantly throwing okay. people your way on a regular basis. You're never going to have to do any cold calling. You're never going to have to go out of your way to find clients because you've already built your reputation. You don't have to keep doing it over and over again. And that's one of the things about ripple effects I like is, you know, you're not having to pitch your group every week about who you are and why they should buy you. It's no, we have this established relationship. We're talking about these projects we're working on, what other things that we might need help with, businesses we're trying to get into, people we're trying to get in front of, um, and having the power of the group and the accessibility of other people rather than just relying on, well, hopefully I can make a call and get through the gatekeeper to you know, get access to this. You just brought up a great point, and I want to get your feelings on this. How do you feel about people who are offended by the ask? And what I mean by that is, you know, we all say you need to you need to be willing to talk to somebody. It's okay to say, hey, look, I've known you for a while here. Can you help me out? How do you feel about people who when they're asked, hey, I want to be I want to know more people in your network? Because Christine and I, I know we have people that overlap in our network. We were talking about it beforehand. We know we do. But there's, I promise you, there's people in my network that she doesn't know mm -hmm. that I should be like, hey, how do you feel about people that get offended by somebody saying, could you introduce me to somebody over here? Because I'll tell you right now, I do it, I do it on, on LinkedIn all the time. Mm -hmm. If I see Christine is connected with a company that I'm trying to get, get in this talk to somebody, she's getting a message that says, hey, is there any way that you can do me a warm handshake? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all I'm asking for. I don't need you to do the whole pitch. It's just a warm handshake. How do you feel so, about people that get offended by that? Yeah. So people that get offended, uh, to me, that says you you don't have the right intentions with networking. You are always looking to get something out of every transaction. And you're looking at people as just transactions. You're not looking at relationships. Now, I will say, like, it's one thing if you're like, hey, you know, I don't really have the best relationship or I'm just connected. It's not really like I don't really know them. I don't know if that'll help. But, you know, I can still offer the connection. Okay, fine. But right. if you're just like, no, you know, I'm not sharing. Like, to me, that reminds me of like, you know, back in school, like you're the person that doesn't share your toys. You're the person that doesn't share when I'm missing a crayon because I want to color my unicorn purple and I don't have purple, but you're not going to share your crayon with me. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just Absolutely. that one thing. 
right? Like there's no reason why you can't be kind to people. You can't help people out. It takes 30 seconds to make an intro. And I can't even tell you the impacts of going out of your way to make introductions for people that you first meet and just thinking like, Hey, there's five people I want to make an introduction for this person, because I think there's some, you know, some really cool things that they could do together project wise. There's some compatibility. Hey, there might be a potential client for this person. You know, it's not your job to sell. Your job is just to just be that conduit. That's it. That's it. You're just helping to get people to other people who wouldn't have otherwise got to those people. And if there's magic that happens out of that and that turns into a sale, amazing. I know for a fact that I've helped people close hundreds of thousands of dollars in sales and even get new jobs. Like there's definitely things I know that it has been because of the fact that I just said, hey, let me just put these two people together. And if something happens, great. Right. Right. But I think because people are always looking for, well, I need to get something out of this, you have the wrong mindset. You are in the scarcity realm and you're not going to go very far because no one is going to, because think about it like when you need something, right? not everybody is willing to give, right, without getting something in return. But if you do that more often, you're also leading by example. And I show people like, hey, this is what I'm interested in and here's how I operate if you want to be within my circle, you better be around that same realm or, you know, we're not going to get along very well because that just doesn't work for me. Now, real quick, just because I have to do this. So what would you tell someone who's really horrible at fantasy football to improve their network? <laughs> hey, Nate. How are you? Oh. <laughs> oh, hi, Nate. I'm sorry. I didn't even see you come in. Well, welcome to the bar, Nate. Let me go throw that out there. Moving on, he'll say some smart ass shit in a minute. But you know, I I love that fact that you you're looking at it in in that approach of I don't need anything back. It's so important in a networking transaction transaction, and it is a transaction, folks. Mm-hmm. You know, you get with Christine, look at the ripple effect. R I P L E F X dot us. Check out the groups. Yes, they're 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 here in Albany, but where do you have members out of? Are are they all here in the capital district or where are where are we where are we reaching out from? So I mean the bulk of the members are here um in upstate New York just because that's where I'm from and and that's where um you know most people I've met in person um to a degree. But we have people in Canada, we've had people as far as California, we even had members from in Australia at, at, at earlier last year. Um the time difference was brutal though, so it was very hard to like I was balling on the networking. They were balling on the networking for a little while there. Like it seemed like any networking group you were in, there was one person from Australia. Mm-hmm. They were all yep. over it. Yep. Um, but yeah, the bulk of everyone I would say is on, in the Northeast um, at this point. So we do have some people. We have we have a member that's in Canada, but she's still in like the Northeast like time zone for the most part. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, we're you know obviously we want to continue expanding. But like I said, I'm I'm super protective of who we're looking to bring in um, because of this is not this is not for everybody. This, this mindset is not for everybody. And I don't want people coming in with the wrong reasons. This is not BNI. This is not a leads group. You know, this is, this is a place where it's going to take time to build that trust relationship. But once you do, I'm telling you now, like there is a whole bunch of people who are, if you call them and said, I need help moving because of whatever, they'll be there. No joke. That happened to me. <laughs> like I, I, I was in the middle of a, of a divorce and um, I actually had a couple of members reach out and they're like, if you need a place to stay, my, my house is open. Aww. Like, 
that that doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Like I, I was blown network. away. That's family network. That that's creating a, a network beyond yourself. And Nate, you, Nate, you won't be in the play- playoffs after this week. Be all right. I think you play me. You'll be done. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to throw that in there every so often. Uh, we're in the playoffs. It's week one of the playoffs was done, and I won decidedly. So I just got to throw that out there. <laughs> just going on. We, we, I lost you for a second there. We had a yeah, little bit of your, your little uh, yeah, see, snapped. My, we went away. So, folks, I need everybody. So, so this is going to be my ask of everybody who's bellowing up to the bar. First off, Christine does not have enough people on her Instagram. Not have enough. <laughs> so I need you to look up RIPL EFX. Go to the Instagram page. I need you to go ahead and, and follow her on Instagram. That way she can put more networking tips on there. There's not enough on there. We need more on there. Then I'm going to ask you all to go check out their Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And start following their Facebook page. Yeah, I think that's where that's a little bit heavier. A little bit yeah. more work going on there. Facebook and LinkedIn are, are heavy. LinkedIn is my place of choice just because this is a professional place, you know. And then LinkedIn. Go to that LinkedIn page. You can look up Christine Smith. It's just the normal smell, sp- smelling. It's normal smelling of it. Normal <laughs> spelling of it. It's the normal spelling of it. Uh, you'll know it's Christine. She's sideways pose. If you looked at any of our posts this week, I used her picture a couple of times mm-hmm. on there. So it's the same picture. So I need you to go in there and I need you to, to connect with ripple effect. I need you to connect with her. That's my ask of everybody who's bellying up to the bar with us right now. Take your time, go check out Christine Smith, go check out ripple effect, go see what this can do for you. Um, anybody knows me, Christine and I are not, th- this isn't battling networking groups. We're not in the same networking group, but we're in the same network. Yeah. We, we know who each other is. Uh, it's important to build this, especially in today's business climate. You just don't know who, who people know. And, and I'm telling you, we can get in, like, we didn't even scratch the surface of no. so much. Um, I am going to ask her, what was the one question that came, the one comment that came up during her first live events? Cause I know what happened on all of mine. I was with, you know, Lauren, Lauren Groff and, um, uh, I was at that was my first one was 518 first live event was 518 out here in the Albany area. Mm-hmm. What was the first comment that everybody said when during your first live event that had nothing to do with networking? Oh, it's always about like, um, like my height or something like that. Like every time or, or the fact that my hair is purple, like it's always a conversation every time. At, at everyone at my first networking group, everybody was like. You're shorter than I thought. You're taller than I thought. You're You're about the height I thought you'd be. Like, I was like, really? Yeah. I mean, that was the big thing was everybody was like, huh. I'm thinking to myself, like, of all the shit you could have picked up on somebody. And it made me feel like, okay, so we're still in fourth grade right now. Look how, look how tall I am. I've grown. Yeah. Yep. Hey, people. And, and what's funny is before. So I love watching people's reactions to my height because, you know, it's been a lifelong thing, obviously. And people always look at my feet first because they're like, well, wait, that can't be real. She's got to have something on there <laughs> to make her extra tall. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not wearing like three foot heels. <laughs> like, this is my height. 
and it, and I'll get even like because you can't always tell my hair color like through Zoom. Right now, you, you know? can't tell it right now that it's purple. Yeah, like I can I can kind of see that it's purple, but I know that it's purple. But when I see people in person, it's very vibrant in person, and people are like, "Wait, has it always been like that?" I was like, "Yes, it has." They're like, oh, "I didn't really notice." I'm like, "Yeah, it doesn't really come up on Zoom necessarily that well unless I have like a light like directly above me." Yeah, but no, you can't. Like right now, it just looks like you have dark hair. I. When you said it was still purple, I I didn't even realize it was still purple. Yeah. <laughs> so any any events coming up, any big networking events, any live events? And look, folks, you may have to get on the train, bus, something, and come to a networking event here in the Albany area. I will tell you, we do it pretty good here in the Albany area. I've been to several of them. And um, here in Smalbany, they do pretty well. Did you see where we were just listed in the top 10 trendy cities in America? Interesting. Albany, which I thought was pretty interesting. And if you get, I mean, I don't know if they're just talking Albany itself because I don't think Albany itself is. I live on the other side of the river. I think Troy is way better than Albany in that aspect. But yeah, we were just listed as in as the top 10 trendiest cities in America. Hmm. Interesting. Right. So anything coming up where people can, uh, look, Thomas, Thomas, I promise you, I'm not, Thomas, it's because of people like, like yourself and like myself, we're making it a trendy place to be. Yeah, right. Christine is networking us all together. <laughs> and then, and Thomas is going to be on here soon with uh, the sisterhood. We're going to have them on in here in March. So thank you for stopping by Thomas. Uh, but any big networking events, things coming up, people could join. So uh, we do have a couple things coming up. Um, I haven't, I haven't released our January stuff yet, but next Wednesday, actually um, it's a ripple effects focus event, but we do allow guests to come. Um, we are doing a goal planning workshop next Wednesday, 8.30 at Mocha Lisa's in Clifton Park. 8.30 so in the morning or 8.30 at night? 8.30 in the morning. So it's the 29th. So it's right before, you know, the new year and people going, you know, people, if you, people go away for New Year's anymore, I don't know if people do, but um, we are doing that. Uh, you're welcome to come. So plan to work at least an hour on your goals for 2022. And we have some, um, we have a, uh, somebody else that's helping me do it as well. One of our other Ripple members, she's going to help me run it. Uh, we're going to do another one in January because not everybody can make, you know, that one. So we're going to do another one in January and there'll be other events. So, you know, some of the events that Ripple Effects does, just in case, you know, if, if you're unfamiliar, um, we are not just about professional networking groups and events. So we actually are starting to break out into other things because people bond over more than just uh, going to a bar, uh, going to a wine tasting, or going to a restaurant. So we actually just did an escape room a couple of weeks ago. So that was super fun. Um, we're going to continue. We actually had a bunch of golf events this past year. So we're going to continue doing that. Um, I, I like to golf. So it's yeah. nice. Um and then we're just going to continue doing things that other members enjoy. So it could be going on a hike. It could be a paint and sip. It could be whatever it is that you're interested in. We will be doing um, as a group and be offering to, you know, our members. And then we do public events as well. Um, I do wine and game speed networking. That's a, that's a big event that I used to run. Um, we had a pretty big following for, so that'll come back um, next year, assuming that our, our COVID whatever stuff i'm over it you know what however that works out come over to rensselaer county we don't give a shit (laughs) (laughs) come to rensselaer county where 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 our commissioner said yeah if you want that to happen 
you can use state funds. You ain't using county funds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Come hang out. Oh, wait a sec. Mini golf with the sisters. Yep. We could do mini golf. Christine, this is a blast. There's so much in the networking piece uh, that we could talk about. I, I know how important it's, like I said, it's been so important to me as I got back into what I, and I love what I do. I love staffing. I love recruiting, getting back into it, getting my name out there again. You know, I, we used to say in the, in the recruiting world, in the Marine Corps, you got to be the mayor of your town. Mm -hmm. If people don't know who you are, there's a problem. Everyone should know your name. Your name should be the first one on their lips and it should be in a positive way. It shouldn't be like, you're staffing with who? Yeah. <laughs> with who? Right, exactly. It shouldn't be like that. It should be in a positive light. And this is how they get to know you. This is that other side. Because, you know, it, there's a there's a great video uh, that Saturday Night Live did a while back about uh, resting bitch face. So many women don't know that they have resting bitch face. Mm -hmm. And it was this whole thing. And it was hilarious. But as a man, we have the same thing. I can't tell you how many times people are like, you're a pretty nice guy. And I'm like, thanks. I think I'm a pretty nice person. I, they're like, no, but you just look like a dickhead and you're an asshole. And I'm like, thanks. I'm 20 years in the Marine Corps, I can't help it when I rest my face. It's like, I'm going to murder everyone in the room right now. <laughs> that's what I do. I, I can't help that. So networking, really, that's the other side to it, folks, is it gets people to talk to you on a personal level. Yeah. On a, on a human level, like this is, this is like, you know, I don't understand why we're trying to escape the human component here. You can't get rid of that. We, you, can't, you can't remove it <laughs> from I, this, I this process. It. I don't understand it. So as I always say, check, I shouldn't say always say, but again, check out Ripple Effects, R-I-P-L-E-F-X dot U-S. Make sure, uh, <laughs> make, make sure, fuck you, Nate. Um, uh, <laughs> so make sure you, you take the time Check out some of the events Look, like like Christine said The first one's free Going to get you hooked on the first one Get you a little taste And then you're hooked And then you're going to have to keep coming back Because then you're going to realize that what you need out of it So obviously you don't have to be in the Capital District If you're in the Capital District You can go and do these live events a little bit easier, but you can you're, look, there's planes, there's trains, there's automobiles. And we you, do virtual. So not everything's in person. Yeah, look at that. There's, you could virtually be there. Mm -hmm. um, so make sure you check it out. Make sure you're checking out any other way that they can contact you, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, smoke signal, anything else. Yeah. Bat signal. Uh, bat yeah. Signal. I mean, LinkedIn is going to be the first choice just because I use that the most often. So Follow me on LinkedIn, friend request me on LinkedIn, um, leave me a message if you do decide to request me on LinkedIn, because I can't stand when people are just like, hey, I'm going to connect with you. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> like, I don't know who you're connected to. Like, why are you connecting with me? Um, and then if you're interested in checking out a group, because, you know, I know the owner of the company, I can get you into a group <laughs> and it won't cost you anything. You can check it out. I always recommend people do that first because... I don't want you signing up and canceling 30 days later. That just is a waste of everybody's time. Right. So I want you here for the long haul. So, you know, we have a couple different options. Not every option is a good fit for everybody. So I usually talk through that with people 
hey, try a group out, see if you even like it, see if you even like the people, <laughs> you may hate it. <laughs> and then no hard feelings. But if you do like it, which most people typically do, um, I want to make sure that you're able to commit the time. So we're opening up more time options now. So we'll have the monthly option that'll be available in, in January sometime, but we have bi-weekly and weekly now. So if you can't do every week, we do have an every other week option and that'll only, we'll only grow more groups with that as well. So plenty of flexibility. Look at that. And, and none of this is a dating site. I promise you not it's not, not a dating site even though if you've listened to this whole show it might sound like one well, <laughs> a dating site well christine i thank you so much for coming on we're gonna get ready to close the bar up here as we do um i will make sure that i have a link in the show bio for uh ripple effects um if you need to reach out to me say for whatever reason you just can't find christine on there Make sure you uh, reach out to us on Instagram, the Above the Bar Podcast, our Facebook, the Above the Bar Podcast, our Twitch, the Above the Bar Podcast. Um, shit, everything's the Above the Bar Podcast except for damn Twitter, who made me be at Above the Bar Four. So make sure you you, you reach out to us. Uh, you heard my ass. Make sure you go find Christine and you follow all of her social media so that you can help her out. If you're listening to this for the first time, make sure you subscribe and hit all those likes and everything because, look, folks, my network doesn't grow. People don't hear about Christine unless you do those things. That's important to me. So grow, help this network grow because then everyone gets to enjoy the bar. Next week, we got Vinny Roman. We're going to finish up our business. He's a serial entrepreneur. Vinny has owned multiple businesses uh, successfully. I think mm -hmm. there's a difference between being a serial entrepreneur because you keep sucking at it and failing. And then, <laughs> ah, start another. He's definitely not that. <laughs> yeah, like, like Christine knows Vinny. Vinny is not yeah, that guy. Served, did you know Vinny and I served together in the Marine oh, Corps? Oh, really? No, I didn't know that. And that's how we know each other is we served I, together in the Marine Corps. I met him when he worked for J-Dog, and then I've, you know, I've seen him ever since. Oh, God. I've, I've, known, I've known him since he was Gunny Roman. Oh, my gosh. And I was Gunny Murphy. <laughs> And the way he talks, like, dude, let me talk to you for a second. Let me talk to you. Blah, blah, blah. Like, cool. and you're, that he's always been that guy. He's never not been that guy. So we're going to have Vinny on next week. That I'm going to try to stay, keep it under wraps. Who knows where that thing's going next week? <laughs> I, yeah. I, I may have to mute him a couple times and go, are you done? Can we, can we get back to this thing? Because who knows where that, that thing's going to go. So make yeah. sure you join us next week, folks. Uh, with with Vinny on the show, yeah, poor Vinny. Whatever, Nathan, your team sucks. Um, we'll just leave it at that. But as always, we have one of one of our traditions here at the Above the Bar podcast is that the get. Oh, one last thing before I forget about it, I will put the link here in today's show. As I said at the beginning, we have the big giveaway. Uh, make sure you you like subscribe to the big giveaway, giving away a baseball and a hat for Ian Anderson of the Atlanta Braves. So please stick around. I will tell you, Christine, because I forgot to tell you at the beginning, and I forget to tell all my guests this. This is like one of my things. Don't log off after the show ends. We got a couple things to talk about, so don't disappear right. from me. I've had guests do that like, oh, show's over? Fuck it, I'm out. I'm like, <laughs> damn, did I suck that bad? I'm sorry. My bad. So as we always do on the show here, the guest gets the last word. So what is the last word for today? 
I don't know. <laughs> well, you get it. Come on. Oh, look, here's your elevator pitch. Yeah, Come on. Pitch, now. pitch me now. I, I mean, I would say, just, you know, wish everyone a happy and safe holiday. And honestly, check out Ripple Effects and see what we're up to. All righty, folks. Be sure to push your stool in. This has been an Earplug Podcast presentation found on EarplugPodcast.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found.